powerful accountant is, uh, is one of the main rules that we need to follow. That's why we, that's why we do our work. Welcome to Media Minded, a podcast that helps you tell facts from fiction. Produced by Shout Out UK, the UK's leading political and media literacy education platform, in association with ACT, the Association for Citizenship Teaching. This podcast is made possible thanks to the kind support and sponsorship of the US Embassy in London and the Global Engagement Centre at the US State Department. I am your host, Matteo Bergamini, and I am here today with Holger Ronima. He's a journalist from Estonia. Uh, he works at Delphi Estonia, which is a uh, publication in Estonia, and is the regional editor of OCCRP. Welcome, Helga. Thank you for joining me. Tell me a bit about yourself. Hi, Matteo. Thanks for inv- inviting me. Uh, yeah, as you said, it. I'm an investigative journalist. I run a small team of three people here in, in Estonia. The main publication where we publish our investigations is uh, Delphi, but uh, actually we also do publish uh, our investigations in, in other uh, publications that our company has, uh, some weekly papers, uh, daily paper, and so on. Uh, we've done several investigations into disinformation, uh, including, of course, disinformation related to COVID-19. And just a month ago, we started as uh, Facebook's uh, fact-checking partners as well. How um, how are you finding that? How did that partnership come about? That's something that we've been pursuing to, to do for quite a bit of time because uh, we've seen how much of uh, stuff, uh, which is not exactly accurate, is uh, being spread uh, over Facebook. And Facebook is actually looking around to find partners in, in new countries as well. And luckily for us, uh, it coincided uh, and the, the timing was perfect actually for us because uh, especially now during the pandemic, uh, we, we, we can see like a huge leap in the amount of fake news or disinformation that's being uh, spread. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So, what do you feel? What do you feel like is the role of the media and and responsible investigative journalism in general, not just in a time like this? Yeah, I think that the role of responsible journalism is to ask the questions that need to be answered, and then try and find the answers to the question that are actually like accurate, provable, and uh, and fair. If I can bring like one example from Estonia that we did uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, when the COVID uh, epidemic uh, started to spread here, the country faced like a very dire shortage of uh, all kinds of protective gear, especially masks, but also gloves and, and, and so on. The country's police and border guard uh, was two to three days short of running out of all masks. Uh, and the situation was the same for medical workers. So we, in, uh, in our small team, we asked ourselves the question that, how short was the emergency reserve of a country and why was it so short? So we went out and then tried to find the answers and we managed to, to prove that the entire crisis time reserve of protective gear fit into just 20 cardboard boxes. Uh, and that should have been enough, to, that should have helped uh, both the police, the hospitals, the clinics, uh, etc. Et uh, and although the responsible institutions in Estonia had asked the government uh, for through all the years to give them more money to build up the supplies, they never received it. And now when the epidemic hit, they started spreading, uh, spending like tens of millions of euros to, to buy the stuff uh, uh, from China. 
So we did uncover something that was extremely important knowledge for the society and that wasn't known before. And I think that that kind of job is the, the job that uh, responsible journalism uh, needs to do. Mm -hmm. No, it's amazing, of course. And it's keeping um, people informed, but also keeping keeping the government and, and various institutions to account. Um, yeah, exactly. Holding accountable, holding the powerful accountable is, uh, is is one of the main rules that we need to follow. That's why we that's why we do our work. No, amazing, amazing. And and I guess that role can be quite hard to do, especially with the growing distrust in, in the media in general. Like one thing we find in the UK is that there is quite a lot of distrust in certain media outlets, uh, even, you know, quite old standing uh, legacy media outlets. Um, how has this affected your work? Have you seen this sort of same trend in Estonia? Yeah, well? we of course, we, we see the, the same trend here as well. But I think it has affected us in like opposite ways. Uh, first, the local populist politicians are attacking the media every day, including us and our publications, and that is undermining the trust in us. That means that no matter how good work we do, a part of the society still doesn't believe us, uh, because like someone is labeling us uh, whatever fake news media and, and so on. On the other hand, though, uh, it maybe also helps us to mobilize a bit, but we always need to remember the journalistic standards uh, that we work with, such as being fair, not publishing speculation, uh, sticking only to facts. We can't take any shortcuts that we always know that we are walking by, by the rope. So maybe it, it kind of helps us to, to, to remember those, uh, those standards and, and be responsible. And during the corona epidemic, we have now noticed uh, how hungry people are for information. Uh, our websites are like breaking records every week. We get like loads of new uh, new people who subscribe to us digitally, etc. If we do our job correct now, I think that we can slowly rebuild the trust as well. There's always a silver lining in every in everything, I think, and that's that's definitely one of them. So, what can people do to stop the spread of misinformation and and protect themselves to make sure that the information they consume and the actions they take are based on facts, not just speculation or, or, or misinformed opinion. Yeah, what people can do, I think, the first and most important thing, don't share anything, don't like anything that you don't believe in, that you think is suspicious, or that you haven't read further than just the headline. I think that's the number one rule, that uh, when you do hit the share, click the share button or, or, or share something that you don't exactly believe in yourself or think that that can be fishy, it automatically uh, adds another aspect to, to the algorithm and that uh, story will start going further and further uh, to, to, to reach new audiences. So it's not only that you will be sharing it uh, to your own friends or family or your, or your, your own network, but... Uh, Facebook will then, for example, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, will, will then add uh, this uh, post higher on the feeds of, uh, of all other people as well. So don't do that. And the second thing uh, which is worth uh, remembering is that always check the source of a story, uh, the link or post on social media. It doesn't, need, it doesn't always need to be a story on a media site, a news site. Uh, where, does it, where does this information come from? Uh, does it come from a trustworthy source? If a name of it doesn't mean anything to you, just go and Google and, and find out what it is. Just do like basic bits of fact-checking yourself uh, before making any judgment uh, judgments about the information that you're receiving. Amazing. Amazing. Helga, thank you so much. And thank you for listening to Media Minded, the podcast that helps you tell facts from fiction. 
Produced by Shoutout UK, recorded and edited by Sabina McKenzie-Brown. This podcast is made possible thanks to the kind support and sponsorship of the US Embassy here in London and the Global Engagement Centre at the US State Department.